Welcome, my friends, to Scry Me River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. Ding dong merrily on Scry, Riley. Oh, yes, okay. All right, yes. I see, I see what's happening here. I Hang on one second. Is that it? Yeah, I didn't prep the whole song. Like I, just I was going to say, like that's a, I know I don't know the I, I don't know the words to it. In heaven, that is bells song, are ringing, right? I believe. Bell, bells do do a lot of ringing. Yep. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know so what the, holly in, and mistletoe probably in, in there. Discord. Dennis is late. Uh, yes, I, <laughs> uh, but I. So let me let me. I'm just have a guess here. Mm-hmm. Did you go? I'm going to do a Christmas gag. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get a little Christmas reference in there, mm-hmm. saying it, as it is after all, Dennis, the season. Um. And then thought, okay, yep, scry, hi, merrily, angels, whatever. Yep, okay, that'll work. Loop, Dude, done. Like, you didn't write out the whole song or anything for oh, us. No, that was enough prep no. for sure. Um, uh, Dennis, tis the season, of course. For what's your to... favorite Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie? <laughs> Riley, so vehement after Christmas, he's allergic to I'm it, allergic to just... Christmas. That's how bad it is. I start sneezing uncontrollably at the sm- at the slightest smell of eggnog. Yeah, the scent um, of quince and you're off the, off the beaten path. I don't have a favorite Christmas movie, so I'm going to say Die Hard because sometimes it annoys people when people call Die Hard a Christmas movie. I don't understand. I've never seen Die Hard. Take two steps away. Just be like, my favorite Christmas movie is Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Uh, that's good. Yeah. My favorite. My, my, what's the one with Harrison Ford on the plane, where he's like the president? Oh God, that one. Yeah. That's my favorite Christmas movie. Air Force One. Christmas? Air Force One. Is it just Air Force One? I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna Google Harrison Ford plane movie and see where I get. Yeah, I think it's just named after the sneakers. Yeah, my favorite Christmas movie, Dennis, <laughs> is uh, probably Muppet Treasure Island. So close. Almost like that now. <laughs> I watched a very weird Christmas movie with Nick, Nikki yesterday that she was um, a big fan of when she was a kid. Yeah, what was it? It was called Santa Claus the Movie. Santa Claus the Movie. Oh, hang on. Santa Claus with Tim Allen? No. No? Okay, not that one. That's part of what makes this movie so difficult to find. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Santa Claus the Movie is a pretty played straight, like, fantasy movie about Santa Claus. Okay. Where there's this guy in like the 13th century who brings mm. gifts to the kids. Yes. And then he dies in a snowstorm or is going to die in a snowstorm. Okay, well, and then these elves, which they call like Wendovan or something, kind of like Wend- Wendigos or something. Yeah. Take him to their workshop. And they're like, no, no, no. You live here now forever. And you are Santa Claus. And he's like, okay. Very chill okay. with it. Very chill with it. Just sort of rolls with the punch. So there's like 50 minutes of Santa Claus deep lore. Like... Right. Deep lore, deep lore. It's and then f- for all the, the Santa Vorthoses out there yeah, just yeah. loving it, yeah. And then the latter f- hour of the movie yeah. is like there's a businessman and his toy company makes bad toys. Oh, no, not bad and toys. And one of the elves does a bad job, so he runs away to New York and tries to sell magic to the kids for Christmas or whatever, right? Yeah. Fine. Okay. The part that <laughs> blew me away, though, is when you're introduced to this villain who owns this toy shop. His name's mm. BZ. He's played by John Lithgow. Mm-hmm. And they're like, look at these toys. This doll, without the slightest spark, bursts into flames. It's too dangerous. Yep. And they're like, yeah, that's a real thing that will probably happen. Like, are they using lead paint and all the, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff? And they're like, look at this teddy bear. When we open it, it's actually full of sawdust and broken glass. I'm like, that feels like it's more expensive than cotton wool. Broken <laughs> glass? There's just shards of broken glass in the teddy bear. That seems like not only like it'd be more expensive, but just harder to procure. Yeah, like it's like, did you, hey guys, did you knock off that you know broken glass factory down the did, block? Do they? Or do they stole? Do they steal the glass pre-broken? 
I don't know. I think are they going just... around to vandalize bus shelters and picking up the bits of the, from the yeah. ground? Do or? you steal broken glass or do you steal glass and break it? And then break it. The whole. I mean, I feel like just cotton wool would be a much easier thing to do. I really that that part was just hilarious. I'm like, why is it better to have broken glass in the tank? How is that maybe? like saving money? That yeah, that that uh, it's one of the many. Look, we'll add that to one of the many Christmas mysteries. Top of the list of mine is why do people like it so much? But um, <laughs> you know, my my reluctance i'm swimming as the tidy dennis so mm-hmm. dennis may i be the first to wish you a very happy ho-ho and um may all your christmas wishes come true i guess i don't know i don't get it what's cooking the channel fireball dennis <laughs> what, a dismount. what a dismount for me there what a dismount so i believe when this episode comes out this product will be live and exist and if it doesn't no one's gonna be here in this part we got a cold time set booster crate riley uh, you've got a what a Coldheim set booster crate. Coldheim set booster crate. Mm-hmm. Let me pull up the deets of what is included in set. This is Coldheim very interesting. This is, this is weird because Coldheim doesn't come out until like no, it's a pre-order, mate. Oh, so get on the get on the train early. Coldheim set booster crate. I've even got an. I'm looking at an image of it, Riley. Yeah, it's it very like? festive. It's oh, got wow. a box of the set boosters. Got a box Dennis, of set my boosters. My favorite kind of. It's my favorite kind of thing. It's festive. Mm-hmm. Go got on. a box of Coldheim set boosters. You know, set boosters they're like draft boosters, but like up on like way up fancier and like with yeah, they're fancy. With, they're, they're fancy. They're fancy boy boosters. Yeah, yeah. And you got some. You got some lightning bolts. You got some soul ring. Mm-hmm. You got a foil mm-hmm. soul ring. You got a foil path to exhaust. Some non foil paths. Some mutavolt. You play that. Your relic yep. tokens. Your sleeves. All that stuff. Hundred thirty nine ninety nine already. That's very competitive price, especially for the especially for the the, the set, set booster, booster thing as well. Mm-hmm. How many boosters in the set booster box? 24, I think 36. it's twenty four. Twenty four, yeah. But they are spicier boosters. Oh, it's a premium product, and it's a premium product for for the discerning customer. Oh yeah, and like you're gonna want to get these while they are hot. So when this goes live, head straight to channelfarbo.com. I'm sure it'll be plastered all over the homepage. Get one of the cart. Mm-hmm. I have two things. I have a question and a comment. All right. I'll do the comment first. Coupon code smart. No, coupon code night at checkout. Oh, oh my you got him. We got him. We got him. Oh, he's sitting here so hard. It's like, don't say smart. Super- coupon code night at checkout, of course. Um, that's my comment. Question number two. Question question number one, really, Dennis here. What makes it festive? It's like snow in the picture. That That's the Christmas element? <laughs> that's the Christmas Doesn't element. Doesn't come with a sprig of mistletoe? Well, the set comes out at the end of January, Riley. What do you want? <laughs> Doesn't come with, doesn't come with a, a, a slurp Spring of, of eggnog in there? Oh, imagine we just put loose eggnog in the box. <laughs> just a shot of loose eggnog in there. <laughs> you get to sort of like clean it off the side of the of the, yeah, uh, the everything wrapping. Everything comes coated in a film of egg and booze. Oh dear. Uh, okay. Well, um, I guess just going by the very transparently marketed Kaldheim set booster crate with a bit of snow, what is in the picture to make it Christmassy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Ridiculous. use code tomorrow when you do it. <laughs> Coupon code night, of course, is the uh, is the it's a, it's a premium code for a premium product. Ooh, very nice. Um, that was a great ad, Dennis. Can I congratulate you on the quality of that ad? Thanks a lot. I think you did a really good job. But it's time to get into the real meat of the podcast. Let's, get, let's, get, let's get this turkey carved and served, mate. That's it. I don't think I've ever eaten turkey on Christmas. Have you ever, have you ever eaten turkey, period? I like turkey. Yeah. I don't mind it. A lot of people are anti-turkey. It's a low-grade It's low grade poultry. It's below, it, it, it's below chicken and duck for me. What's below duck? I like duck. Oh, Dennis must must be very nice. Dennis at the top end of town, going around eating duck. Do you like? Do you like quail? Perhaps I actually do quite like quail. 
Dennis, you know, Dennis, when was the last time you, you partook of a pheasant? Within the last two months. No. Why, yeah. why did you eat? Why were you eating pheasant? I went to a restaurant with Nikki's parents, and they're fancy. And they're fa- they are Nikki's parents are fancy, and they. So what was it? Goose liver and pheasant pate. We went one time to a place that did in fact serve pheasant, and I did order the pheasant, and my pheasant had a bullet in it, which is apparently good luck. But stop! No, stop! Do you not believe? Okay. Me? There are so many things I need to talk about with you about that sentence. Okay. Dennis. Is this gonna, is this gonna ruin my, my uh, images and everyman? <laughs> why? Why? Why is there a bullet in the pheasant? I know it was shot with it, but why, why is it still in there after being- They fed? don't always after- get all the shot at. What do you mean? What else do they do? This is like this is like serving. You know, when you find fish bones in your fish, it's like, well, fair enough. Like they're not going to debone the fish perfectly, right? Because the fish bone, are, yeah, they're not going to de-lead the pheasant perfectly. What's but the how, it's a bullet. How big? How like how hard could it be to find a bullet? It's not. It's a shotgun. It's a. It's a. It's a, it's shot. Like it's from oh, a, shotgun, like a pellet. So it, it shatters. Yeah. Jeez, we, but you hope you bloody wouldn't put it in your mouth and chomp on it. Oh yeah, you got to be careful. You lose a tooth. All right. Okay, now this answers my second question. Why is it considered good luck? It's considered good luck in the same way that a bird shitting on you is considered good luck. Yes. It's because something bad has happened to you and they're trying to make you feel better. Because you bite it and you go, ah! Yeah, yeah, 100%. And they're like, oh, that's supposed to be good luck. And you'll need the good luck because now you're paying $5,000 to get that teeth re- that, that tooth mm, recapped. Mm, that's, that's why pheasant's so expensive. It's the dental work. <laughs> yeah, it's not the, it's not the meat. It's the dental work you have but to take out. We were all it. sitting around and a, quite a few people ordered the pheasant. Was, this, was a, this dinner specifically actually was like a year ago. Okay. It was actually oh, last so, Christmas. So, oh, so Dennis, you eat a, quite a lot of pheasant then. Like a normal amount. I've eaten pheasant maybe three times in my entire life. Dennis, guess how many times I've eaten pheasant? It's zero. Zero. So, you're, be- you're better off. It's not very nice. But, I um, tried pheasant nugget. You tried pheasant <laughs> uh, Yeah, I think you'd hate it because it's quite gamey, which is the crux of the story I'm about to tell you. Okay, go on. So a bunch of people were like ordering the pheasant and the, and the mm. waiter was like, just so you know, the pheasant comes a little bit pink in the middle. It's supposed to come like that. You know, that's mm-hmm. just the way the meat looks when it's cooked and it's quite, right. it's, you know, no problem. No problem. Get to the next person. I like the pheasant please. Yeah, just say no. It comes a little bit pink in the middle. Don't be alarmed. That's just how pheasant looks when it's cooked. That's how we cook yep. it here. It's totally fine. Cool. Get to Nikki's mother. Mm. And she says, he says, Oh, I'll have the pheasant. And she goes, Oh, just so you know, um, first she, first she says, is it quite gamey? And the mm. waiter goes, well, it is game. So yes. Hmm. She was like, okay, cool, I'll have the pheasant. He goes, just so you know, it comes a little bit pink in the middle. It's very normal. Uh, yep. You know, don't be alarmed. That's just how it comes. It's, it's, it's how it's cooked. And she goes, mine won't be. And he goes, okay. And just leaves. And sure enough, they blanched her pheasant and, and like out the was. She's just like, no, it's not happening. To ask for that. Yeah, it was, it was, whew, it was spicy. That is, that, I mean, that is definitely a power move. It's an asshole power move. For it sure. was rude. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It's a. It's an asshole power move. One hundred percent. But that is that is one way to uh, that is one way to stamp, assert your authority <laughs> in a dining setting. My goodness, I wonder if that's a legal thing. They have to explain it every single time. So the, oh, it's like a waiver. So that if you're like, yeah, I got food like, poisoning well, from the peasant and it was pink. They're like, we told you it was pink. We told you. We told you it's going to be pink. Yeah, don't yeah. love pheasant. Tiny bird. Very, unsurprisingly, very gamey. What? How big is a pheasant? Uh, like the pheasant itself is quite large, but the amount of yeah. pheasant that you eat is quite small. Oh, okay. So you get a very bad ROI. The bad, your, ar- bad, bad on ROAS your, on the on your pheasant to meat ratio is very poor. Yeah, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot about what it's Return like. Return on ammunition spend is very low. Now, Dennis, on. here's another question for you. How? What's the best way to keep silver cutlery clean? 
We don't own any silver cutlery. <laughs> oh, sorry, platinum cutlery. What's the best way to What is the best way to keep your diamond encrusted plates clean, Dennis? You've been in my apartment. I don't live in like the house room. <laughs> like, uh, Dennis, how high are your ceilings? Well, that's because the main room in the apartment is a oh, very, very old building. Oh, so very old, very expensive, very nice. A vintage, a premium building. Yes, 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 yes. The building, a building. I've talked about the haunted home I live in. Dennis, how many bathrooms does your uh, apartment have? I mean, two. Uh, how many bathrooms does your apartment have? One? Like, like a normal person, I have one. I don't, I don't have different, I don't have seven different bathrooms. Um, Dennis, you've recently renovated your apartment, haven't you, as well? Well, you redid one of the bathrooms, yeah. Oh, redid one of them. Hey, that was, that was, that was well documented on this podcast. One of them wasn't good enough. One of them wasn't good enough for Dennis there, so he had to redo that. No, it's a new bathroom in there, no worries. You know what the tipping point for having to change the bathroom was, right? What was it? it was oh, carpet. the carpet. It was carpeted. Yeah, the carpet. Yeah, yeah, the carpet. Too common for Dennis's tastes. Too mm, common. Mm, too much soakage for Dennis's tastes. <laughs> um, Dennis's television is also massive. Well, yeah, I so big. I mean, I'm sure yours is massive. I don't have a television. I bet, I bet you tell everybody that. <laughs> I don't have a television. Mm. No, I, no don't. I, mean, you're, I mean, you're one of those people that's like, oh, I don't actually have a TV. I, I, I see. I have to skirt very carefully around doing that because I've met people. I think they're the worst. It's like, oh, do you see it's going to be cold tomorrow? It's like, oh, I don't have a television. It's like. Okay, there are other ways to like to see the weather. So, yeah, the weather. I'm just saying, I, I didn't. If I were to see the weather, it wouldn't be on the television that I don't have. Did you guys see the solar eclipse last night? I don't have television. It's like, oh, well, there's no other way to see it. Yeah, exactly. You're standing outside in the cafe. Oh, it's cold out today, huh? I don't have a television. I have a television. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, I hope I'm not quite at that level. Um, but uh, I do have a projector. That's what I use. Ooh, but, must have been a home theater experience. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Wow. Okay. How many? How many? How many, how many does your projector room seat? Uh, I guess four comfortably, maybe five if someone's... Wow, private screening. Okay, wow, very nice. <laughs> I couldn't win. Either, either it's like 30, like, oh, executive. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, Dennis, here's, here's how not rich I am. I don't fit in my bed. Well, that's a height problem. Yeah. But my, it's, it's not, my, I don't have a, I could, if I had, you know, if I had a bigger bed, I'd fit in it. But so I don't. Are you, are you like, are you like, are you like a, like a cartoon where your feet stick at the end? I often sleep diagonally, because Megan's quite small, so I sleep diagonally. And she fits in, you tessellate well together in the bed. Yeah, yeah, I, I sleep diagonally. I have to sleep with, like, my head at one corner and my feet at the opposite diagonal. <laughs> like or there's no other way for you to fit in. <laughs> no, otherwise my feet, otherwise I'm either bonking up against the headboard with my uh, with my noggin, or my feet are hanging over the edge. Dennis, how big's your bed? Oh, we got a big bed. Must be nice. Must be very nice. Mate. It is very nice, I would recommend. Yeah, must be very nice. Anyway, as we were saying... um, the we've got well i said we need to get in the meat of the podcast we is did that a, is this a bad podcast the pheasant we got into the pheasant meat dennis um and now it's time to get into some shark meat um nathan wide nathan wide has written in with the uh, first of a couple of shark tales here this one Woo-hoo! took place in the before times nathan says my lgs i am the most competitive teenager there so there are other people who are more competitive but none of them are teenagers um <laughs> I get to Mythic almost every season, but I love high-level magic. There are a few other kids at the store, too. One time I was trading with a more casual kid, and I had my eye on his breeding pool, which was $20 at the time. Mm-hmm. He wanted some things from my binder, but the values were very unequal, so I asked him if he wanted anything else, um, and that the breeding pool was an expensive card. He said no, and we're about to do the trade, when my arch enemy comes over to the table. Who has an actual arch enemy in the real world? At an <laughs> LGS. I like that as well. That's good. An arch I mean, Kaiba busts in the door. I have an arch enemy. I have to your record a podcasting with every every bloody week. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So, um, uh, he's very casual, well, he's which is fine, but he acts like he really history. knows the meta. Sorry? 
I said you also have to look your arch enemy in the mirror every morning before you record half house history, I'd imagine. Yeah, sometimes Megan comes in and like cleans her teeth at the same time as me. That's true. You're your um, own arch enemy, Riley. You have to record a podcast with him. You're your own arch enemy. Okay. All right. You got me. Um, so the arch enemy is, uh, is kind of casual, but, uh, acts like he really knows the meta. He tells the, uh, he tells the kid, why would you trade that? Give him your Sacred Foundry instead if he wants a Shockland. Sacred Foundry was less expensive at the time. I was confused pretty salty. All Shocklands are equal for the purposes of the trade, right? Well, I guess what the thing is here, it's like, so uh, Nathan Wide wanted a a breeding pool, right? Mm -hmm. But then the Arch Enemy comes over and says, don't give him a breeding pool. Give him a Sacred Foundry. It's worth less, right? Um, uh, I was confused pretty salty as the casual then took the breeding pool off the table and switched it for the Sacred Foundry. I still took it as it was worth it as the trade, but I was pretty salty for the rest of the night. Who, if anyone, was the shark? And, bonus question, was I a magical asshole? Now, this is a shark assist. This is an alley-oop shark. I don't even know who's sharking whom here. Now, it's, I, I don't think you can be a shark if everybody has all the information. I don't think you'd be a shark if everyone is making in, an informed, yeah, in, yeah, informed decision about it, right? Like, if you tell the person, hey, this trade is unequal, and they still say yes, unless, it's, unless you're, you know, in a position of power over them and you're abusing. For example, like, someone like, you know, me. That was terrible. But imagine if I like, had a fan, I'm like, oh, I really want that card. Go and on. They- no, no, okay. All right. Imagine imagine I'm at a GP and I meet a fan, uh, right? Mm-hmm. And they show me some card that I really want. I'm like, oh, I'd like that card. And then I go to my buy and I'm like, I'll trade you for this. But like, they want to please me or something because mm-hmm. of like the nature of a parasocial mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be the wrong thing for me to do to take advantage of someone knowingly. But if you're yeah. like, this card is, this this is an uneven trade. And they're like, I don't care. Then it, it is what it is, right? It, it's hard to be a shocking, but coming in... The other right? guy is the asshole, not close to you, right? Coming in and being like, wait, 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 don't do this. This is bad. Give him the, sh- give him the Sacred Foundry instead. Like, I don't know. That's just kind of raining on someone's parade. Is it even shocking? You're, you're gaining nothing, personally speaking, and all you're doing... I mean... Now, here's the question. Did he think Nathan was being a shark? This this is the thing. Because I'm the sort of person, Dennis, this won't surprise you. I'm the sort of person who... Have you been in any cities where there are those scam artists? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so Prague like a classic, is a lot of them, for example. Yeah, yeah. There's a, cla- there's, there's a classic scam that was run in Berlin, right, where I was a tour guide. And what would happen is the people would come around with fo- – this. they didn't put a lot of effort into it – photocopied petitions, quote-unquote, right, on the back of, like, cardboard that just mm-hmm. ripped off of a cardboard box, right? And it was a petition uh, that was – like, you'd sign it and then they'd ask you for money, right, to support mm-hmm. whatever the, the thing was. And it was whatever very obvious because they, they didn't have uniforms. They didn't even have, like – like lanyards or anything on them, like most um like most charity muggers do, but they would just ask you for money, which then they would put in their pocket, right? <clears throat> and so I always on my uh, on my tour guys, I'm like, it's a scam, don't fall for it, right? But I would also stop any tourists who were signing, right? And I would go up and say to them, hey, just to let you know, you can sign this if you want. They will ask you for money. It is a scam. It's not an actual thing. And I'd go off, right? I had a couple of them thrown at me, which was fun. I had a couple of the cardboard thing. It turns out that a piece of paper on cardboard doesn't throw very well. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, yeah, and, and Swan a little bit. But I, I'm the sort of person who would interfere in that situation because I know this person's about to be ripped off. There's a um, there's a common scam in Prague where yeah. um, you stand outside, uh, people stand outside of um, currency exchanges. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this. I'm and sure. they will try and rather than, they'll try and sell you Czech kroner. Yeah. But rather than Czech kroner, they're selling you Belarusian rubles. Yes. Which look similar and are like borderline worthless. And also, like the order of magnitude of the currency is wildly off. Like, yes, so it's like a, a hundred is worth actually a thousand is actually worth a hundred or whatever. Yeah, or even more than that. Oh, and really? also, I also think it might be a defunct currency. Belarusian rubles doesn't sound correct. I mean, Bel- Belarus is still a country, but maybe right. But I don't think they use those rubles anymore. <laughs> they've got the neo ruble. Their Belarusian currency is it is the Belarusian ruble. Yeah, 
But they could it just be not- selling old, like, Cold War currency from the USSR or something. Yeah, yeah, I think it is yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, so they're yeah, sell- one- yeah, they're selling one- colourful bits of paper. Yeah, yeah, but like, fun- like, not too far off Monopoly money. Yes. And it's also not a fully convertible currency, so you won't be able to get any before you're out in the country. Yes. So it's just it's just a scam. It's just a scam. And there's a guy on YouTube who goes around just Warning screaming at these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that is a good thing to do. Is that the en- the the energy that the arch enemy arch enemy was trying to bring here? Are, are, are we getting a are we getting a submission to the podcast from the Joker about how Batman foiled his heist? Yeah, is that it? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. I think this is. I always wondered what people thought of me going and like telling them, hey, this is a scam, don't fall for it. And also wondered like what the rest of, because I didn't do it because I wanted to be a hero. I did it because I want people to enjoy their stay in, in Berlin and not get ripped off, right? Mm. But like, I wonder if people are like, geez, he's a, what, a, what a dickhead that bloke is. Going I don't around think so. He's the cock of the wall. And like, like Nathan White says, the value is very unequal. I asked him if he wanted anything else and, then I, and told him Berlin was expensive and he said no. Yeah. So at this point, you're just coming in and just being like, don't do this thing that you both have already agreed to. That doesn't super harm. I I don't know, man. This it doesn't impress me much. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. I mean, so you got a car that. I mean, I've I've done this song thing to death, but I I can't believe what impresses Shania Twain. I really can't. What does impress her in the end? Um. Well, I can tell you what doesn't impress her. Cars. Having a car, right? Mm-hmm. Being Brad Pitt. Yeah. Right? Being a rocket scientist. Also. Impressive on base, I think. Like, pretty impressive to be a rocket scientist. That would impress me. I mean, you can, it's okay, I guess, to not be... Like, I don't have a car. So, I'm in. I'm in with Shania Twain. I'm also not Brad Pitt or a rocket scientist. Well, now, here's the thing. I don't think that... not ha- Because having a car does impress her, I don't think that, inversely, not having a car does impress her. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I don't sure think that is how, how it works. works. <laughs> I just like that Shania Twain's worst nightmare is Brad Pitt... Driving away from a university with his new degree in a in car. Rocket, in rocketry, yeah. <laughs> so actually, that's driving Sang- a rocket-powered car. Sangan, do you think do you think people without cars impress Shania Twain? Yes. So well, maybe I not. Think, maybe she's just neutral on him. I think people with people without cars don't impress Shania Twain, and mm. we know from the song people with cars don't impress Shania Twain. Therefore, nobody impresses Shania Twain because everybody in the world either has a car or doesn't. Oh, doesn't. So she's just not. Yeah, she's not impressed by anything. What if you've leased a car? She says she does talk about the importance of being kept warm at night. So something at least like a like an RV. So what you want is an electric blanket salesperson who has leased a car and knows or nothing. Who, no, who drives a work car? Who drives a work? Doesn't own it, but ha- yeah, yeah, yeah. But has yeah, and has only a working knowledge of rocketry. <laughs> yes, not a scientist, but just no. a, like a, a casual understanding. A rocketry enthusiast. A rocketry enthusiast. A hobbyist. Yeah. But as, but not Dennis, Brad Pitt. Not anyone but Brad Pitt. I think we, I think, I, think, I think we found the Venn diagram of people should I prank could be impressed by. Finally. Excellent. Um, I don't know what to make of this, Nathan White. I think, I mean, Nathan White's in the clear. The Arch Enemy. I think so too, honestly. Uh, the Arch Enemy, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on in that brain zone. Dennis, we've got a long one here. This mm. is a, this is a long shark you tale. Get, are you ready to get your fix? Let's, um, let's get into it. Hit, hit me up. Go. Your fix writes in Riley. And says, in the spirit of submitting non-magic related content, I've got a shark tale for you both. It's a long one, so strap in. 
Eight years ago, oh boy, I was a freshman in college, and my roommate and I decided to pull a harmless prank on Halloween night. It was the height of the Slenderman craze, so we decided to dress up like Slenderman and stand in a dimly lit alley adjacent to a popular walkway on campus to get some reactions of passerby. Pretty normal. Okay. Yep. We thought nothing of it and had a great time filming the video. We got back to room at 11pm, decided to edit the video and post it to YouTube. We posted the video and then shared it on our Facebooks and with all our friends, and very shortly the video exploded. We have no idea how it happened, but we reached 1 million views by midnight. Holy crap, it's in an hour. That's a lot. And it kept climbing. Several international online news outlets were messaging us about wanting the rights to do a feature on our video. We freaked out and agreed that we need to monetize the video ASAP. As we did that, we also agreed that we would split whatever profits we got 50-50. After all, the video was a joint idea. We used my tuxedo and my morph to dress him up as Slenderman. We used my recording device and I did the recording as well. He stood there as Slenderman, did the editing, and owned the YouTube channel that we posted to. So I thought 50-50 was roughly fair enough. Mm-hmm. Before the morning of November 1st, we managed to make it to the front page of Reddit. Not a subreddit, reddit.com. We amassed over 2 million views in the first 24 hours of the video's life. That's, and that's huge. Like, that's yeah. bananas. That's that's old school viral. Yeah. Um, it took him a while to get the first check, but he sent me a picture of of a $1,033 check a few weeks later for the first couple of days of the video's existence. The check was actually dated November 1st. I said, awesome, so when can I get my half? And he said, your half? I mean, I can give you like 50 bucks. All you did was film. I declined the 50, so I was never able to get anything out of the video because I was never in a position to to short. Sorry, never in a position to collect, and he had money and just chose to never give it away. I thought about Small Claims Corp, but I never pulled the trigger out of fear of legal fees. I have no idea how much money he ended up making off this video, but last I checked, the video has almost 10 million views. His channel ended up with over 10,000 subscribers. And several years later, I noticed he actually sold his channel, and the new owner has since taken the video down. My guess is that he may have gotten somewhere in the ballpark of 10 grand for the video's existence, and I never got a dime. Moral of the story, never trust verbal contracts, even as well as you think you might know someone. This sucks so much. I think I think your fix has a great out here. Okay. Because he can sell this story to David Fincher for the social network part two Slender Man. <laughs> <laughs> you got you like you got Eduardo Saverin out of the out of the out of the room here. Yep. Yep. This is ah, oh, this is so terrible. There was one comment on the there was a post on the Discord, bit.ly slash join Riley's Discord if you want to get in the discussion. There was a, po- a comment that was posted that said Sounds like you paid $500 to remove a jerk from your life. Mm, not a bad way of thinking about it. Not a bad way of thinking about it. Paying $500 to extricate someone who is not worth of your, worth your time? Well, it might have been 5000 though. Yeah. yeah. That's loose. The thing is, verbal contracts do count. For those of you who don't know, I'm not a lawyer, but verbal contracts have as much weight as contracts written on paper if you can prove that they exist. That's well, the hard part. Yeah, well, I think... If you went on TV court where they pay the legal fees, yeah, like Judge Judy or whatever, Slam I think you would have won. Oh, Judge, oh, Judge, do you think Judge Judy would have time for this? Oh, no way. Judge Judy would be, oh, she'd be banging the gavel. You'd walk down the thing, she'd be banging the gavel at you. She'd Judge, be lighting them up. A chance. Do you know she's like super, super wealthy? I'm not sort of surprised that show she's, airs literally constantly all the time. She's a multimillionaire. She's done so well out of Judge Judy. Um, the, like, the, there'd be no chance. You, do, you have no chance, mate, here. I just don't understand, Dennis. I wonder. I'm not going to say this would never happen because mm-hmm. every you know everyone has a price. I wonder how much it would take for me to do this to you. I don't know how much it would take for me to do it to you. How much would it take? Two hundred thirty-eight dollars, not a penny less. If I can get you two hundred thirty, I can get. You, I can get. I, I can get you for two twenty. 
right? I've set my price and I won't budge on it. So $238 and you, you'd incinerate our friendship. Wait, Australia or US? I will say US. Yeah, that's fine. $238. We'll say Belarusian rubles. $238 Belarusian rubles. That's like 15 cents. Yeah. Um, it's a little higher for me. I will admit it is a little higher. Pardon? 239 uh, The price is right. Uh, I honestly, I honestly don't know what it is. It's, it's. Do you think figures. it's prices because a friendship is the kind of ship that never sinks? It is six figures for sure. Yeah, two three nine dot zero zero. <laughs> That's only five. Dot <laughs> zero two three nine. <laughs> um, Don't count in the dollar signs a figure. It's it, it sucks. It sucks that this person incinerated the friendship with your fix for to begin with as low as 500. Yeah, that's that's some top tier greed. That's garbage. And like I think it's naive. I don't like if, if, if you know you say oh no it's French was priceless, you know you can't put a price on it. It's nonsense because if someone just offered you a billion dollars to never talk to anyone again, you would take it and if you say no to that you're lying. Like it's <clears throat> that's just at a like that's so much money that you'd never <clears throat> have to worry about anything ever again. So um you know, I Dennis I would throw you under the bus for not a literal bus. Eh, for a billion dollars. Well, maybe. If you knew you'd get away with it, how much money to murder me? I think that's that's a different question. I don't think that, yeah, that is a different question. Yes, no, I, I, I don't think I would murder you for. Oh, any well, you, you're money. planning on me surviving the bus? Oh, you 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 roll under the wheels. You'd be fine. Maybe a little bit of a bust up. Shoot up a little, yeah. Yeah, you'll be, yeah, you'll be right. You know what? I'll pay. I'll pay for the hospital visit because because oh, I'm a billion dollars up. Oh, yeah, so don't worry yeah, about yeah, that. No, how, kind, <laughs> how, how kind of you? Um. But yeah, no, lighting up a friendship for $500 is not great. Having said that, we're not really addressing the fact that you said 238. I'm assuming that's just a Dennis Stranjak jest. I'm just assuming that's a jape. Nope. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah, just looking at me probably. with a. Yeah, I mean. well, what, what, what do you want from me? Says, says Dennis. Yeah, man, man, man. One of the reasons I wouldn't incinerate that's a like friendship. It's like 47 league skins, dude. I don't know. Like, that's 27 mean. league skins. That's like 47. 47 league skins. Yeah, they're like five bucks each. So if someone bought you 50 league skins... I'm out. See you later, You'd never right. talk you to me ever again. Play, I'm only playing league all the time. You didn't even play league. What's the problem? Yeah, that's that's the thing. I don't even, I'm not, and I don't even get to benefit from looking at these cool skins that you've got. Yeah, there you go. I feel like I have a lot to lose as well by incinerating our friendship, not just like personally, but also financially. Not because of Channel Fireball? Yeah, because like I can't work for Channel Fireball anymore. Like, If you murder me, yeah, probably not. Yeah, No, but if we're not friends anymore... You worked here before we were friends. No. Well, that's not true. Not really. Like, <laughs> I started... Right. Well, y- y- technically for, like, three weeks. Yeah, that's true. Like, there is a very close relationship between... There's a very close correlation between my, my role at Channel Fireball and our friendship. That's true, I suppose. Anyway, Dennis, let me tell you this. If we shot a viral video and I made ten th- tens of thousands of dollars, you would be getting your half after, of course, the processing and administration yeah, fees. I still and haven't gotten my half of the smart expenses. so I don't know if I believe you. Can I tell wrong. you who that, who that that is not a Riley Night problem. That is a Channel, the channel Fireball problem. It's a for some problem? Re- well, for some reason, let, let me tell you this. So I've agreed, and I've I, like you can prove this verbal contract exists because there are several recordings of it. We're going to make another one of it here. I've agreed to split the, the, the proceeds of the smart coupon code usage 50-50 with Dennis, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is they pay 100% of it to me. Now, I'm very lazy. <laughs> Dennis, wow, okay. I can promise you, you'll get your money. You just will. No. It's you just a matter magic, of. You know, Magic FM makes us look bad. Pardon? I think Magic FM donate theirs to charity. Oh well, let's just do that then. 
You could just do that. Let's just do that. That's very easy. That's a very easy fix. Like, they're making us look bad. Fine. Let's make them yeah, look get the em. same as us. I mean, it is very easy to donate zero dollars to charity. They're like, that's what they that, do. Oh, and that's why they do it, Dennis. That's why they do it. They just, they say, we'll donate 100% of our things to charity. And 100% of zero is still zero. So, mm. yeah, that's why they're doing it. got a question from Ben here. Ben says, Dear Riley and Dennis, due to the global pandemic, me and my friends have an experiment playing, sorry, I've experimented playing Commander Online in many different ways. But we settled on Tabletop Simulator as it is the easiest to work with. On sale right now on Steam. Hmm. Riley, you're advocating piracy. <laughs> hmm? You're advocating piracy. How? What? By playing Magic the Gathering on Tabletop Simulator. I definitely don't do that. Anyway, the friend I play with the most has a cart and vile smasher deck built around winning fl- uh, flips and copy key spells that will remove threats and let him storm off. To do flips, we always use the inbuilt tabletop simulator quarter, which is just a 3D item you just throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and heads always wins he wins. But I started to notice, though, that my friend almost always wins the flips when it counts. By now, it's been going on for long enough that it has become obvious that he has hacked into the tabletop simulator mainframe yeah, to make his certainly. flips lean in favor of landing on heads. Although I suspect he may be able to change it to be in favor of whichever he wants. It seems like he's hosting the game and can fiddle with the settings. Yep. I've done for a while, but I wasn't concerned in front of my bet and offense this egregious. Can you provide me with any help in convincing him to turn over a new leaf and leave his life of hacking behind? P.S. He's also a listener of the show, so you can talk to him directly if you want. All right, Hacker Man. Listen here, Rami Malik. Let's talk. All right, let's talk, Hacker Man. How you doing this? You got to tell me. (laughs) Tell me your strats. What are your coin flip strats? I've got to win all these coin flips. Tell me. Well, like I said, Riley, it's a 3D object. Maybe just learn how to throw it deftly. Can I just in the way that you deftly bonked your microphone there, yeah, Dennis? Just exactly. Deftly, you know. <laughs> um, Dennis, I'm going to tell you something now. I did my research. Ooh, right, I did my research. More. I googled: Is it possible to rig a coin flip in coin in uh, in tabletop simulator? And there are no. It doesn't seem that there is a setting that you can just mm-hmm. be like always sh- throw heads, this, yeah. throw this. But there are multiple forum threads on Steam and other places as well that complain about the coin object being very easy to manipulate. Mm. Right? And so these threads are saying stuff like never use the coin flip to randomize results. Use D6s, odds, evens, whatever, right? Use other ways to randomize stuff. Do not flip coins in coins uh, in tabletop simulator because it is easy to actually cheat. And what I find fascinating about this, Dennis, is that like close-up magicians spend mm-hmm. years of their lives working like working out advanced sleight of hand techniques in order to fiddle with coins, flip coins and in, 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 and cheat with coins, that sort of stuff. And apparently in tabletop simulator the sleight of hand is just, it's as easy as, like, th- moving your mouse in a certain way. Yeah, sleight of mouse. Sleight, sleight of mouse, Dennis, doesn't have a very, it's got a, it doesn't have such a high skill ceiling, which I find very amusing indeed. I wonder if they're actually doing that. Well, I, I mean, there are multiple forum threads saying how possible it is, so I wouldn't be surprised. There okay, are ways so- you can throw it, because it doesn't, like, one of the things about when you toss a coin, you know, you flick it on your thumb, right? Mm-hmm. And the coin goes berserk. How many times does it flip over? Two or three at least. No, it's way more than that. Like hundreds, hundreds <laughs> yeah. of times in the air, right? It flips over hundreds of times. But I don't think the – you just can't do – like that. some of the people who were saying that they actually flip coins, what they would do is they would balance it on the edge of the table and then knock it down. Fire it, yeah. Onto the floor, right? Um, and that was one of the only ways that they could like actually get it to spin properly. So there is a chance that Ben's mate here, Hackerman, is actually just – rigging the coin flips okay in- ben's mate i think riley's given ben advice on what um, that this is probably not a good way to go right mm. i want to speak directly to the hacker around here so ben i want you to turn off the podcast thank okay. you for your download we'll see you next week okay well no stick around afterwards come back in like two minutes yeah skip 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 skip, skip, skip a minute ahead yep okay listen up here 
this, like, you're going to start practicing throwing D6s in Tabletop Simulator, like, today. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. your days of coin flipping are numbered. They're, they're over. You can't do it anymore, man. This so what you need to do, right, Google how to cheat with D6 on Tabletop Simulator strats. Read up. Read Gamefacts.com. Find how to do it, right? Because you are going to live rent-free in Ben's head for the rest of your life. You're never going to have to pay for housing again because you can mm-hmm. just oh, you can you can move all of your belongings into uh, into Ben's head and live there rent-free for the rest of your life. If you can work out a way to cheat this D6, I don't know if you if they, I haven't played much of this. If you turn around and there's a microwave in the corner, mm. you put the D6 in the microwave and you let it melt a little bit. The insides melt before the outsides. Yep. The weight drifts to the bottom, mm-hmm, and that's how mm-hmm. you make weighted dice. Genuinely, yep. it's crazy. Can you just get weighted dice into tabletop? Like, is there a joke item, tabletop dice, weighted dice, tabletop simulated weighted mm, dice? You've got to do this, right? Or, because- or, 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 here we go, here we go. Okay, go, go. You, do, you rip all the files off Steam. Get in there, get into, get into the DLL. Get the deep into the, get deep into that, that mainframe. Code, code in the item. Like, hey guys, um, so there's this new beta where you have to use to play with, um, magic cards. It's not actually on Steam. Here's the zip or whatever. Yep. That's, that's, that's you always doing a person. That's you. Time. That's how you talk. And so you talk, <laughs> and you send, ship that around to your friends on GitHub or whatever. Yep. You play on that. Yep. And, you're cooking. and then once the world opens back up, you mm. gotta start prepping. You gotta start getting those real weighted dice. Gotta going. get real weighted dice. Yep. Yep. That's yep. Gonna, right. We got a sponsorship with, hang on. We got, yeah, we're gonna work out a sponsorship with, uh, with weighteddice.com. Loaded dice from Amazon.com. Here here's, we go. But, but okay. Here's, here's step three, right? You've got to go back to Ben now and say, I'm really sorry. I'll never do it again. Those no, smart no, 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 because listen, 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 those smart boys, they gave me a good talking to, you know, in that bit that you didn't listen to, Ben, they gave me a good talking to, they've helped me see the error of my ways, and I'm not going to be flipping coins anymore, I'm going to use D6s, I'm going to be fair. Right, I ditched this entire conversation, we need to start a, det- a detective show like this, where we call ourselves the Smarty Boys. The Smarty Boys? After the Hardy Boys. That's pretty good. The Smarty Boys, I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of that's the end of Scribe Your River. It's now the welcome, Smarty well, Boys. Welcome back, Ben. All right. Um. So we're back to Ben. All right, Ben. Well, I'll tell you what. Oof, that Ooh, got. We gave him a real tongue. In. Well, not no. That's not. <laughs> we gave him a tongue lashing, perhaps, Dennis. Is that what you were going for? Wow, then? disgusting, Riley. PG podcast. Oh my god. We Wait. What not, does tongue lashing mean to you? Uh, it means you yell at somebody. Animal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> good. I was wondering if I'm getting tonguing and tongue lashing mixed up there, but no, I'm sure I'm on the right side. You're getting tongue. You're getting tongue lamped. Um, Ben, can I tell you, we absolutely lit this guy up. Like, I'm, I'll, I'll be surprised if he ever wants to play with you ever again. I'll be surprised the the the, the amount of shame, derision, and scorn we poured on him. He won't be cheating ever again. So, uh, you know, if he if he if he follows our advice, uh, you uh, you won't catch him cheating again. So don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Right. We got a content warning toilet humor coming up here. How's that a content warning? It's, it, it's not a warning. It should be exciting. It could be content, content exciting. Content exciting. It should be. From, it, we saved the best for last. It's time for poo poo chat. From Sierra Kovitz Riley. LGS Horror Story Judgment pre release. Dennis, you have no I idea love- how much I want like poo poo chat to become a regular. I know it. I know it can't be, but like I just. Oh man, I want it so much. Anyway, sorry. Go. I want to. The event you. was a large one with about seventy to eighty players. This was in a small shop that had a large and mainly unused basement where they put some tables for playing. The basement was pretty stuffy as there were no windows. Luck had it, I had a dodgy kebab the evening before. So I thought at this point in the story, this guy's going to gas up this basement. I thought it was going to have a spew, actually. I thought it was going to be a spew. You thought he was going to lose lose control of his old BMs? No, no, I think I thought he was going to, like, hit oh, a dodgy kebab up. and he was okay. going to bleh. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yep. In between rounds, I really had to go. Mm-hmm. It is then that both me and the shop owner discovered... The cheeky contractors, instead of doing a proper job and getting the ventilation outside, had just ventilated the bathroom into the basement. How? How is it possible to do this? How is it possible to do this? 
this is biological warfare. This is a power move of of the highest degree. Like, never have I seen or heard of someone going to such lengths in order to avoid playing in a pre-release. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I get it. They're not for everyone, right? Like, I remember I played my first Midnight pre-release. I was so excited. The next time, I'm like, never doing that again. You don't need to stop everybody from playing in the (laughs) pre-release. Needless to say, I blocked the tournament for a neat 45 minutes. 45, yeah, they, 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 blokes in hazmat suits are coming in. With the hoses. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is like just someone with a, someone with a bloody pickaxe knocking a hole in the wall to ventilate it. <laughs> I'm imagining magic players like clawing at the concrete. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just <gasps> getting outside gasping for air. Oh, my goodness. I mean, everyone likes their own brand, but that even... I mean, in an enclosed space, even that would be trying. No, and the, that marination is beyond beyond the pale. How, Dennis, how did the contractors do that? I don't know. Dodgily. Did you get the toilet? You're like, all right, put the ventilation in anything. Should we put it up or should we just put it sideways into... Ah, just sideways into the wall. It'll be fine. Oh man, I mean there are there are stereotypes about you know smelly LGSs and magic players that need a bit of the old Dio. Under this guy sounds like a supervillain. Circuit sounds like a supervillain uh, bent on like cancelling pre-releases. Yeah, yeah. This is the, the rather than the Grinch who stole Christmas. This is the Sierkovic who stole the pre-release. Yeah, they call him the Eye Waterer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can never go back to this blast. No nostril is safe in this part of the city. Oh my goodness me! That I mean, oh, I don't. Okay, I. Let me make this clear. I'm not openly calling for toilet humor related stories. I, I do not want to have more toilet content. I, I definitely don't. Oh, please no. That's listen to the mm. listen to the words that I'm saying because the transcript of this podcast will make it very clear that I absolutely do not want them. Absolutely do not want them. Right, it's time for everybody's least favorite podcast within a podcast. Wait, no, sorry, favorite non-secret podcast within a podcast. Not a not a secret anymore. Charizard Me River. Let's wrap things up, Dennis, with Charizard Me River. And uh, I mean, there's only one thing for us to talk about. I'm trying to think of a trying to think of a pun. Okay, I'll let I'll let Dennis work through this one while I tell you that we've been playing Apex Legends, and I don't know why, but this game has just really hooked me. I really don't know why this happened. So Dennis and I, we finished MGS uh, last week, and then we're like, all right, we're going to play MGS 3. I'll get PS, PS3 now. I'll get PS now, and I'll play it on that. It'll be great. Um, but obviously, we've got, like, next week, we'll, it'll, you know, we have Christmas, whatever else, and uh, maybe we're not going to have so much time to play. Turns out that, you know, Christmas is basically cancelled in the UK anyway, so we had a lot more time than we thought we would. Um, also an island, right? Yeah, totally. Like, it's we're locking down really hard. So, so we've had a lot more time than we thought. But uh, so we st- we played Apex. I played Apex a while ago. For those of you who don't know, it's a Battle Royale shooter. It exists in the Titanfall universe. There are about 15 heroes. There's not too many. Uh, and their powers are uh, pretty... They're not as... It's not like Overwatch where your powers are so, like super, super important or anything. Yeah, I'm trying to f- decide between... Oh, you're still scri- going for the pun. B- between Scrimey a Pathfinder or Mozambique in the River. <laughs> Scrimey, yes, Mozambique. Yeah, Mo, Beacon the River's pretty good because that's where you chuck Beacon the Mozambique. Straight, chuck that straight in the river. Garbage Mozambique is a very bad gun in the game. <laughs> very, very bad. The worst, in fact. Unless you get um, the, well, the the special, the hop-up for it, then it's yeah. pretty good. So uh, it's a pretty classic battle royale in the style of like PUBG or Fortnite. There's a ring, you close in, you play a range of different characters that have abilities. And for some reason, I don't know, shooters aren't huge for me. I'm, I cannot get enough of this. I'm on. I conversely, I'm struggling playing with Norin the Wary over here. 
Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, tell him about that because I'm I'm gonna cop this. Riley is the biggest coward I've ever met. In All my right. I said I was gonna life. cop this. I'm gonna jump in very quickly, Dennis. <laughs> coward doesn't come into it. I'm a very considered cool. player. Riley wants to play. Run and Loot Simulator 2020. Run, run and Loot and suddenly get shot in the back of the head Simulator 2020. That is very true. I do like that. Yeah, that's why I like playing as Wraith, mate, because then you can just queue away when people start shooting you. You just get a little Did you forget to queue all the time? Pardon? You forget to queue all the time. I do forget to queue because I get very panicked, Dennis, when people start shooting at me. So, yes, what I enjoy, what we started doing was basically like waiting right, because you drop out of a dropship, you wait until right at the end, go to the furthest corner of the map and just like get all the good loot and the guns and then lose in the first firefight. And Dennis was like, we got to stop. We got to start because you're never going to get better if you have one uh, fight per game and you lose it every time and it takes 15 minutes for you to have it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So what we started doing was basically in the dropship, just hammering E as soon as the dropship yeah. allows us to. And then we just drop down and it's resulted in a lot more games, less playtime in those games. <laughs> yes, but, um, yes. Dennis, can you explain what it is about this particular Battle Royale shooter that has got us both? I honestly can't. I don't know what um, it is either. And, but here's the thing. I bet I will be fine playing Warzone or Fortnite with you. So I think it's you. You are the stopgap. See, I've never played Warzone. I've never played Fortnite, and I've actually never played PUBG. So maybe it is just the genre that I've just never maybe really. You actually, just like battle royales, yeah. I played Rainbow Six for a while. It's not a battle royale, though. No, it's a, and I didn't. It's like a hyper, it. hyper closed space, hyper tactical shooter. It's a really, really tactical one. Yeah. Whereas this is a lot, a lot more freeform, a lot more chaotic, more mm. yeah, more kind of running and gunning and stuff rather than like setting up angles and traps mm. and stuff. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just into battle royales, but I've I've absolutely loved it. You need like. I don't, I don't. This is not the best place for me to air this this dirty laundry, but okay. Riley is bad at shooting games. And oh, no. okay. This is dirty. You know, sometimes like you know, in like European nations, uh, with like very small streets, they'll have mm-hmm. those clotheslines that are hung between two mm-hmm. buildings, between two blocks. Yeah, and you can just like you wheel, you wheel it along like that. I've got mud spattered laundry over an entire street worth of those things when it comes to this is dirty laundry that everyone can see dennis don't worry i would not i was not going to bring this up until the game we played this morning (laughs) why i know this what do you mean i told i've told like i've i've i I didn't feel right ragging on you for it oh it's fine but then we played a game this morning where we would be in a building this is all one game riley would get caught riley died I would come down and kill both the people that killed Riley. Yep. I would go back and revive Riley. Riley would get caught. Riley would die. I would come back downstairs and kill. It was like the big brother at the playground. Yeah. And there was one point in a different game where I came third. I almost won that game. Where there was a different game where we came in. I just uh, stopped bothering to revive Riley after got a while. Ambushed by uh, two different teams. Mm-hmm. That while they were fighting, Dennis just cleaned them up. Like I don't. Did you get all four kills, or did you? I think mm-hmm. you killed like say three of them or whatever. Or maybe yeah. you finished them all off or whatever. But Dennis just just cleaned up, just got the mop and bucket out and just cleaned up, revived me, took me to the point. I was like, all right, let's go back and get your stuff. It, like, I don't know. Do you enjoy this? <laughs> it was it felt pretty good. I don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, but when it was down to three people, which was me and another team of two, it yeah. would have been nice if there was two of us. <laughs> yeah, it would have been, Dennis. If only you were better at reviving me quicker than, you know. I'm good at reviving you. I revived you three times in that game. <laughs> well, I mean, look, who's... Well, okay, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not a... No, you keep count of who revived whom or oh, what. No, I have Overwolf. It records all the games. I'll send you the replay. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, I'm bad. I'm definitely bad. And I'm trying to get better. 
I'm trying to get you're better. getting better. You're getting and you're very receptive to be. I'm like, we should fight more, and you're like, okay. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind that sort of thing. You're, um, the biggest hole we have as Apex Legends players is putting bullets into people. Well, here's okay. Let, let's get a little more serious. All right, because here's a, a problem I've grappled with recently with video games. Right, I, I, I messaged him the other day. I was mm. playing Civ. I just kept restarting. Just kept restarting, restarting because I wanted the perfect start. Right, I'd get fifty turns in and get bored and start again. And Dennis, like, man, you just got it. I think I've told this story on the, on the podcast. But yeah. you, just, you just got to roll with it, right? You just got to adapt. Magic has taught me to always be playing perfectly, never do anything. Strive to play perfectly, and it's a disaster if you do anything else. And so when I get a new game like Apex, I'm like, all right, legend tier list, gun tier list, loadout, best loadouts, all that sort of stuff. I've got a post-it note written in front of me with all the stuff that I need, you know, with, with all the the good guns and the good hop ups and uh, attachments, whatever else. And Dennis made a really good point. You can have the best load in the world. If you can't click on their head, it doesn't matter. If they're clicking on your head faster than you're clicking on theirs, it does not matter it which one matter. has a Mozambique, which one has a Prowler. Exactly. So in this situation here, this is good. This is, I mean, this is an advice podcast. Let's give some mm. advice, Dennis. You, well, to say me, you got to chill out. you got to chill out and just play the game. And that's what I've been doing. Like today, yesterday, I was just like, I don't, I'm not going to look at the tier list. I'm going to just pick up guns that I like the look of and I like the feel of, and I'm going to play with them instead because it's a game it's not even just that even if you want to take it competitively like people out there who are obsessing over ooh, whether i should have this card in my sideboard or whether i should use huey's list or reed's list for this upcoming event or whatever focus on casting your spells in the right order playing around things you think your opponent might have way before like you feel like you cannot you cannot fine-tune without fundamentals yeah that's and that's and that's where I was at. I'm like, oh, if I get a vault or an R nine, then that that'll carry me to victory. No, of course not. I have to be able to click on the heads as well. So, you know, and I think it's I think it's a problem that you come with magic. And the reason you have it, it it's so because it is. Admittedly, you say that it does apply to magic too, but admittedly, in magic, you know, you have more time to make decisions. If time, there's it no is, there's no like agility skill to it. There's no dex- manual dexterity required for for, for mm-hmm. decision making at least. So, um. The game in that regard is easy to play, and perhaps oh, look, we don't get an argument which is harder or deeper or whatever else, but it is a different game. But the you get more heavily rewarded for optimization in Magic, whereas in a shooter you get more heavily rewarded for, as we said, clicking the head. So mm-hmm. anyway, Apex Legends is great. Uh, it's free as well if you want to give it a crack. It is, yeah, um, it's good. Uh, it's a it's a good game. I don't know, like again, I haven't played Fortnite, I haven't played um, PUBG. Maybe I'd really enjoy them as well. But there's something about Apex, and I'm just like, get me in, get me in, get me to Kings Canyon, baby. And I keep losing and having fun. And that's the mark of a good game. I agree. All right, Riley. We, I, think we, I think we're wrapping up here. I think we're done. Thank you all for joining us. Please go to com and spend money on cardboard and use code tomorrow when you do it. Code night also is a... Is a in, in, I might just turn that off. And then <laughs> thank you again to John Cred for the music. Thank you to Riley for, you know, labor of love editing and posting this podcast every week. Oh, yeah. And most importantly, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, season's greetings. Dennis is looking at me to like add my part to that. I have nothing to say. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Stay fresh in the new year, cheese bags. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>